Thank you very much, Craig. Um, it's <clears throat> a delight. What a joy to see all of you. Uh, nowadays, I am uh, really don't know where I am anymore in the sense that whether I'm in a church in Irvine or somewhere else, but still it's a homecoming of sorts for me. And uh, I can only see some number of you, but uh, just to see your faces just um, gives me just instant happiness and encouragement. Now, uh, this morning with, I don't know how long the brothers are giving to me, um, 40 minutes or something like this. I actually like to do two things. <clears throat> the first part, I like to, I like to follow the burden that you have just just heard concerning caring for the young ones. But I'd like to expand that burden a little bit to go beyond just the young people per se. Although we treasure them, and there's a particular feeling and need in the church at this point. Um, <clears throat> then with the remainder of time, I like to would like to say a word of encouragement to all of us whilst we're still in this <clears throat> rather trying period of time of the, uh, the pandemic and the lockdown and all of that. And even though vaccine is rolling out and uh, so on and so forth, it looks like that uh, there will still be a while yet before we can return to quote, quote, normal. <clears throat> that is to be having person gathering and just, um, back to the old days. <clears throat> so I still feel uh, from the Lord to say a word to encouragement to all of us. Um, so back to the burden concerning <clears throat> um, uh, caring uh, for, for others. You know, I'd like to give you a testimony uh, that in these last, what, uh, nine months now or eight months at the very least of uh, of um, quarantine or this kind of a lockdown situation uh, how i was i maintain how i maintain uh, my life and i don't mean just my human life and of course i mean my church life and my serving life overall um <clears throat> I would say two things, uh, practically speaking. And if you can draw inspiration from that, that is really my burden. And this entirely dovetails with the burden uh, that the brothers just spoke about. The first thing that have um, um, really caused me to maintain my church life and my serving life, uh, even my life in the Lord, is really my connection with other saints through Zoom or whatever platform you use. Um, uh, rather than, uh, you know, just bemoaning this lockdown situation and uh, not able to meet with others in person and being quite restricted in so many ways, <clears throat> I find that... Um, by the Lord's mercy, I can turn this whole thing on its head. How about we do that? And that is precisely because of that. Now I have more time in my hands. I don't need to go out there. I cannot go out there and do so many things. I actually have more time. And thank the Lord for 
technology for Zoom. You know, our dear brother Lee once told us that te- modern technology, especially the kind that you know in in internet con- communication, is like a dirty camel. It, it's it's not clean. It is something of the world. Um, you know.、Um, however, it is a dirty camel that can take us. From one place to another, so we should use this camel to travel, to go from point A to point B,、um, and so this is the good side of the present day technology.、Uh, I actually, I sh- I don't know whether I should praise the Lord for Zoom. <laughs> That doesn't sound so proper. But I do thank the Lord for this、uh, technology that we have at our fingertips, precisely to allow us to connect. I find in these months I'm connecting with saints, my co-workers, uh, uh, brothers and sisters of all, all kinds, all over the globe, all over the globe, literally, much much more than ever before. I don't need to buy a ticket. I don't need to get on a A flight of ten hours, or five hours, or one hour. I don't need to do do so many things. I just push the button, and instantly I have this dear brother, this、uh, couple,、uh, this group of saints, this church, all the churches in a region, even in a country,、um, and I could be in a sense, even though I'm not. In person, it's very, very intimate. I'm looking at this person and seeing every detail of this person in his normal environment. That is his home, his office, his uh, his uh, his living room, and suddenly everything is closer.、Uh, now, this、um, uh, seemed to go against the、uh, sort of the natural thought that this pandemic had、uh, successfully separated us and. And cause us to really be far apart. My experience is the opposite. I have gone become closer to so many brothers and sisters、uh, that I already knew, but now I became more intimate with them. And uh, my uh, the dear coworker brothers, uh, uh, elders from everywhere. You know, these are the ones I work with, and brothers and sisters.、Uh, um, You know, for example, these days、um, I'm having a lot of contact with the church in Long Beach,、uh, not so much Irvine now, but with Long Beach, and uh, this uh, Zoom sessions that I have with them, sisters, brothers,、uh, leading ones,、uh, serving ones, and and all manners of a、uh, kind of a、uh, uh, gatherings. I, I got so close to them. I, I, I become part of them, and th- that that is truly a a family. That that connection is unbelievable. Brothers and sisters, let us take advantage. I almost I wouldn't say I'm in love with the pandemic. I'm I'm、um, I'm very thankful to the Lord、uh, that we have we are given this environment, this、uh, this inconvenient environment. But if we would be resourceful, if we we would have a heart, if we would take initiative, actually we can overcome. The restrictions and do the opposite and become much more related, much more built up, much closer, much more intimate、uh, 
with my brothers and sisters everywhere, everywhere. And so I encourage uh, all the uh, brothers and sisters in Irvine, do that. In fact, do that. Deliberately do that. Uh, um, you know, um, I, you know, when I'm with the saints, I had some, you know, all different cases and situation. Some are very normal, very light, uh, hearted. Uh, some are very serious, uh, sometimes even quite, quite, uh, quite, uh, difficult. But nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm much more connected to many more members uh, in a much more intimate way and close way than ever before in my life, in my serving life. So I have a little joke that even if the pandemic is over, I'm not going to give up Zoom. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing more using this technology to be with my brothers and sisters, to receive from them, to give, and to have this uh, wonderful, wonderful fellowship and blending with them. You know, I I I, I meet with uh, uh, the, all the co-workers in Malaysia, for example, uh, some of the leading brothers, uh, co-workers in Taiwan on a regular basis. I could not do that. I, you know, I, I once took a flight um, of 24 hours just to go to Malaysia for 24 hours, and I had to fly 24 hours back. Can you believe that? That's what I used to do. I don't have to do that anymore. I just get on Zoom or whatever, and I can meet with them for hours, and we can have sessions, and and uh, I feel a lot closer to them. So, dear brothers and sisters, the first thing I would urge you to do is to connect. Connect. Take the initiative. Um, uh, have regular times. Visit with one another. Um, uh, how are you doing? Just spend five minutes with a saint uh, in your uh, neighborhood, in your uh, area, in the church in Irvine or elsewhere for that matter. It's mainly the heart. It's mainly the burden uh, that we have. Nothing can stop us. Uh, they say distance is dead. It's never deader than like today. We can really, really touch one another in a very, very good way and be in the spirit. You can even eat a meal here with someone on Zoom, am I right? Uh, so, dear saints, I feel this is a, a marvelous, actually, occasion. Um, as bad as, uh, as it is, uh, to really be more uh, related, more blended, and more built up. Now, this takes me to the second um, uh, aspect of this burden. The other thing that has really not only kept me in this pandemic, but actually revived me and, uh, and uh, supplied me, you know, is what? Is that in these times, I have gotten to care for a lot more people, not just connect, but care for. And so this really goes back to what Mark New just shared about the young people. I actually think it's not just the young people have a need in Irvine. I, I, I see that, and that's particular. I hope we would go to the Lord and respond to that. But I tell you, not only the young people have need, old people have needs, middle age have needs, uh, college age have needs, children have needs, Um we all have needs. We all have human needs. We all have personal needs. We all have spiritual needs. 
And we all need someone to care for us. And you know, uh, the way to not only survive this pandemic, let me give you the secret of thriving, not just surviving, but thriving in this pandemic, is to pick up someone and care for them. Pick up someone and care for them. Sinners, how about sinners? Uh, dear, 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 dear brothers and sisters, um, 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 uh, our relatives, family members, um, uh, colleagues, um, relatives, so many are yet unsaved. This is a good time <clears throat> to reach out to them by Zoom and care for them, uh, for their salvation, for their turning to the Lord. Uh, we, if we can just even dedicate <clears throat> uh, a little time every week on a regular basis just to do that. That's what Brother Lee charged us to do. I'll give you two examples. My dear wife, Vicky, who's also online here, uh, in this pandemic, just in this last few weeks, she had a deep burden for, uh, for her niece and uh, who was not safe. And through this kind of burden and reaching out and contacting she got saved marvelously. And now after this salvation, she is caring for her, helping her, you know, uh, uh, to be in the word, to touch the Lord. Uh, rather, brothers and sisters, if there's a heart, there's a way. This pandemic should not stop us in any way to care for other people. In fact, this is a better way in some sense to care for, uh, care for others. Another example I want to give you is a dear brother in Reno, Nevada, the leading brother. You know what he does? He resolved and he consecrated himself to the Lord every Lord's Day morning, that's this morning, and every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Now, he's a busy man. He's a business person, very busy. At 7 o'clock to 7.30, that means half hour each time, combine one hour a week at two times. You know what he does? He would use text, email, or whatever he used to contact a list that he has put together uh, of his little Jerusalem. You know how big is that list? He had accumulated this list over the last few years. 70 plus people. These are his friends. Uh uh, probably maybe some saints who are backslidden, um, um, uh, relatives, uh, uh, not just here in Nevada, uh, there in Nevada, but all over the country. But he set apart in a very disciplined way, half an hour each time on two days, just to, you know what he does? He, he writes these emails or whatever, texts or whatever. The first thing is he would have a verse of the day that he enjoy. The second thing, he would take something from BFA. You know, BFA now have all kinds of wonderful blogs, tracks, videos, uh, just powerful and inspiring uh, for people in different uh, uh, needs, sinners or seekers or, or Christians, whatever the case may be. And he would just attach something like that, that they can open up and watch and enjoy. And the third thing is he will write a little simple prayer for that person to pray. He's just doing this every week, every week. 
When I heard this, my dear brothers and sisters, I was deeply inspired. I like to challenge all of you to set apart 30 minutes, 15 minutes, one hour in a rather disciplined way. Budget the time, right? Let's not spend so much time on so many other things. I think we all have an hour, you know, in these days of pandemic to do just that. And trust me, I tell you, when you do this, you will thrive. You will be stirred up. You will have the supply of the Lord. Uh, the, the best way to forget your problems is to take care of other people's problems. Isn't that a, the truth? The more we care for others, the more we forget about ourselves. And, and when you see others go on, you know, it says, Paul says, if you stand, I live. You know, when we see others going on, getting saved, uh, being helped, um, um, you just feel so happy, so gratified, uh, so energized. So I like to uh, encourage all the saints in Irvine to do this. Pick up a young person. Uh, pick up uh, uh, a college age. Pick up a full-timer. They have need as well. Uh, um, uh, pick up a a um, a, um, a, um, uh, 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 a couple. Uh, I don't know. Pick up someone that you know or someone you kind of know. Reach out. Reach out. Uh, you don't need to give a message. You don't need to be so heavy, but just to show you care. You care, and then by doing that, you'll start to gain a burden for that person. And by multiple regular contact like this, oh, I tell you, I think the church in Irvine will thrive in the pandemic, will grow in the pandemic. Our number will not drop. Our numbers will rather, excuse me, increase. And then you can uh, bring another saint uh, into that, some fellowship. You can invite this one to your small group. Uh, and so on and so forth. So many good things can happen in this pandemic. I think that church life should really, really go up in the pandemic rather than going down. I'd like to give you four words as a kind of a how-to. It's not really how-to, but the, 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 the way for us to do this, to care for someone during these days. Number one, to do it, <clears throat> to do it personally. Do it personally, all right. Um, uh, and uh, when when you do a Zoom like this, it's it's personal. <clears throat> that means you do it directly. Um, the one-on-one, person-to-person contact is the most powerful. Remember the Lord Jesus. All those cases in John, uh, starting with Nicodemus, then to the Samaritan woman, then you have the blind man, then you have the impotent man, eventually you have a dead man, so on and so forth. The Lord Jesus took care of all those cases in a very, very personal way. He, he didn't preach to thousands in a stadium. He didn't talk to a, you know, he did that, you know, he, he talked to the crowds, he did that, but in the cases of John, it is demonstrated to us of an extraordinary personal care. And that's how the Lord saved people. That's how the Lord cared for people. Oh, brothers and sisters, take personal interest and do this personally uh, in 
reaching out and caring and shepherding someone. Number two, particularly, these are four Ps. Number one, personally. Number one, particularly, that means you cannot care for a 100 people. I cannot care for 50 people, but I can care for one. I can care for two. I can care for three. And I do that in a particular way. Particular means doing it with detail. You see, you're not just general about things. Your prayer will be particular for this person. Your interest is particular. Uh, your, uh, your fellowship with this person is particular, not so general. This is a key to caring for people. Whether it is a young person or an old person, it is the same. After some fellowship and contact, you go home, the Lord will give you, a, I mean, you, you consider the Lord will give you a feeling to pray for this particular need. And the person may even open up of a special um, 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 <clears throat> uh, situation that he or she may be in and that she's have need of and he, she, that she or he or she is weakened, whatever the case may be, you can pray particular prayers. In fact, I don't call those just prayers. I call those petition and supplication. That means it's something very special to that person that you bring before the Lord, that you intercede on behalf of that person for. Oh, my, all of our shepherding skills will be sharpened in these days. Number three, patiently. Patiently. Nothing is more important than being patient. Don't just do touch and go. Don't expect quick results. No, do this patiently. Maybe it's just five minutes in the first time. Three minutes in the first time. Be patient. The next time, maybe 10 minutes. I like to, uh, I heard that sister just now with this, this young person, they do some uh, uh, sisters baking, uh, do some reading the word, and they do something fun, and they do something uh, with the Lord. How divinely human this is. How wonderful this is. Oh, brothers and sisters, we are really a family in this way, right? Brother Lee told the sisters in 1975, sisters, that we need more loving mothers in the church. Loving mothers. Even Paul needed a mother. So if Paul is here, maybe some sisters should reach out to the apostle. He needs a mother. He said, uh, uh, greet Rufus or somebody like that and greet his mother and mine. Even the apostle needs some motherly care. Oh, this is so, so normal. So, so normal. And we can all do it. But be patient. Don't, don't do something fast. Be very patient. You know, the, uh, um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, tortoise wins the race. All right. Not the rabbit. All right. Patient pays. Patience works. And finally, uh, the last P, persistently. Don't give up. Even though there may be some pushback, even though there's some disturbance, there's some obstacle, there may be some frustration and here and there. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up on people. You never know. You never know. We might need to just stay away a little bit. We may need to back off a little bit. You know, sometimes the Lord has his timing. The Lord has his hand. But we 
persevere. We are persistent. So these four words I give to you, dear saints, to use personally, particularly, patiently, and persistently with lots of love. Am I right? With lots of compassion um, and with lot of care. I hope so. Now, uh, uh, brothers, I, I don't know how much time I have. Did I, did I use up my time? Can someone tell me? Uh, Craig, could you tell me if, if I, if that's all the time I have, it's okay. No, you still have about maybe 20 minutes, brother. Oh, really? Oh, okay. If you would hang in there with me and give me 20 minutes, I have another burden to share with you also related to this pandemic. Now, uh, what I just share with you is how to overcome, how to thrive, how to uh, maintain ourselves, how to uh, build things up and advance even in a pandemic situation, both personally and also in the church, in the church life. I hope you will agree with me. I, I didn't just say that. This whole pandemic time, if I would, um, I was not taking care of so many burdens and needs, I tell you, I won't be so alive. Today, I am, I'm not dead at all. I'm not depressed at all. I'm actually more living and alive than ever before. Um, the pandemic, <laughs> can you believe it? You can tell I'm quite happy. Am I right? I'm not making this up. I'm not performing this. I am really full of joy and thanks to the Lord and to the so many things, saints that I'm in touch with to see, see the advance that going on churches, churches, brothers everywhere. Now I like to touch the other side of the pandemic because surely these are difficult days. These are somewhat depressing times. Uh, these are, <clears throat> this is a trying season for all of us. Uh, even with the vaccine that is coming up, there will still be some time before uh, what I hear is that it will take till next summer for everything to really stabilize and become more normal. I don't even know about that. And what shall we do? We should not just look at this and say, oh my God, woe is us, you know, Oh my goodness, this is going to be a terrible winter. This is going to be absolutely, um, I mean, we're, we're going to be dead by that time. Please, uh, I'd like to give you uh, uh, all the saints some help. Now, recently, I have to tape, record a th four, uh, three messages for the upcoming training. I hope many of you are signed up. And you know, one of the main books that we will cover is the book of Job. Now, talk about suffering. <laughs> you won't find another book with more suffering than the book of Job. You know, it's a scary book in that sense. But I have to give two messages, uh, and I have to give one message on the book of Proverbs, the other book, and the last book is the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, the two messages uh, uh, that I have to cover in, um, in um, uh, the, book, uh, the book of Job Oh, just turn my, uh, of course, I have some knowledge before, but freshly, it just turned my view to suffering. It, it, it just changed my concept of, about suffering. And, and this is how Brother Lee started in the life studies. He said, the humankind, all human beings have two questions or one question with two aspects. 
all human beings. Number one, why was I? Why am I here? Um, or even Christians will ask, or people will, ask, why am I created? Why am I on this earth? This has to do with purpose. Am I right? This has to do with meaning. This is the question of all questions in the human race. Second question that all men would have: Why do I suffer? Why do I have tribulations? Why do bad things happen to me? See, these are the two questions. If you have those two questions answered, you got most of your questions answered in life. I like to tell you that the Book of Job, seeing it with the help of this ministry from the lens of God's economy, answers both of those two questions marvelously. Now, I'm not going to give the story away, so you have to go to wait for that. Training this training to really get the full answer of those two questions, but I like to today touch upon the side of suffering a little bit as it relates relates to this pandemic because I know this pandemic has wreaked havoc in all of our lives to different degrees, marriages, personal mental health, our our uh, our human condition, families. Jobs, uh, uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of things that has been a suffering to us. You know, in the word that is used for Job is more than suffering; it is a kind of stripping by God on Job. It's a kind of um, um, a dealing, a kind of even don't don't be afraid of this word, a kind of dismantling work of God of Job's outer man. So you have that verse in Corinthians that says, "And though our outward man is being consumed, there's something going on, brothers, in our lives as Christians, as lovers of the Lord, that we cannot get away from. It is God ordained to what to eventually um, to gain us, to save us to the fullest extent, even to bring us into glory, and that is." The consuming work by the environmental situations to consume this thing called our outer man—that's necessary. Suffering is necessary, but that's not the end. But our inner man is being renewed day by day. That's what God wants to gain in Job—not just to strip him, not just to cause him to suffer, but as. Job would say at the end of the book of Job, Jehovah God, God, once I only heard about you, but now I have seen you with my eyes. You know what that means? That means through that process of his sufferings, there's a good result that God wanted, that God wanted in Job, and that is for Job to come to really see him and know him. And gain him and possess him. That is what God wants in all of us: to know the Lord, to really subjectively experience Him, to really possess Him. Without the suffering, without the environment, brothers and sisters, our knowledge of the Lord would be like Job, quite outward, quite objective, quite what superficial. We think we know the Lord. 
we actually know him very little. But after having passed through certain things allowed by the Lord, by our loving God, um, <clears throat> it says in Hebrews, right, um, um, the father would discipline his children if the father loves the children. You see, God allows these things to happen to us out of love. And ultimately, that love is so that we can really gain Christ and know Christ and become what? Filled with Christ and even to express Christ. And that is God's purpose, God's plan, God's will with all of us. Now, specifically with the remaining time, I like to uh, uh, first uh, start with a couple of verses in Romans 5. All my verses this morning is from the book of Romans. Now, this is Paul talking. He was saying that uh, through justification in chapter 4 of this book, um, uh, we have peace towards God. And by faith, you know, we, we saw that in the previous chapters of Romans, by our believing into Christ, we are now have access into this faith, this realm core grace, this realm of, by faith, we step into this wonderful realm of grace, which is our enjoyment of Christ. And because of this, we have a boast. We, we Christians now have a boast. <coughs> and that boast is because of a hope. <coughs> uh, and that hope is the glory of God. And just like the verse in Colossians that say, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Brothers and sisters, today we have peace toward God. Today we are in the grace of Christ. Today we have a hope of glory. Wonderful, wonderful. This is what we all have. But Paul did not stop there. He said, not only so. But we also boast, we don't just boast in these things or rejoice in these things that I just mentioned, but he said we also boast in, now this you may may not like, but nevertheless, the apostle did that. He boasts in our, he said, we also boast in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation produce endurance, and endurance approvedness. And approvedness, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because the love of God has poured out, has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, the end of this, of what I just read, is also hope. In the first verses, we have hope because Christ is now in us. That's our hope of glory. But to have this hope in a real way, we need to go through a process today as the Lord's children and believers. So this hope would not be a vain hope, a lightweight hope, but really a weighty hope, a genuine hope, a hope that would not not cause us to be put to shame. To have that hope, for that, that hope, this Christ cannot just stay within our spirit, 
this Christ has to spread in our whole being. He needs to fill our soul. He needs to fill our entire being in order for us to be brought into the real glory, this hope of glory. And for that, for that filling, for that possession by Christ and of Christ, we need something. We need to pass through some process. And that process includes tribulation, unpleasant things, trials, things that we don't like, we don't wish upon others or ourselves. And this tribulation is needed because this tribulation will produce something very precious called endurance that will bring us all the way to that day. You know, you know, we think Job is have a hard time, and he surely did. But what came to mind, my brothers, when I read Job, is our senior co-worker, Watchman Nee, who at age 50, or around that time, was cut off from the world, cut off from his families, cut off everything, stripped away, and put into prison for 20 years. 20 years. Now, this is not some, you know, Hilton-style correction facility in the U.S. This is in communist China. We were told by his jailmate how terrible, what terrible condition in one of the worst prisons in Shanghai for his first part. Then he was put into a labor camp. When his sentence was over, they still would not let him go. 20 years. I mean, Watchman Nee, he's spiritual. He loved the Lord. He served the Lord. And yet 20 years of stripping, 20 years of suffering for no reason but for the Lord's name. But those 20 years, do you know how much endurance he needs? How much endurance he needs? Not just a little trial that will go away in a week or two weeks, but 20 years of suffering. He needs a lot of endurance. And out of this endurance, something would come out and a provenness. This approvedness has to do with the Lord's coming. When we meet the Lord at his judgment seat, to be approved, to be appraised, to be rewarded by him. These are real. And with that approvedness, there's hope. That's why Paul, close to his martyrdom, he said, I've run the race. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's a crown waiting for me. He had that assurance because of that approvedness that was granted to him. That hope within him for that crown of righteousness is not what was not light. It was genuine. It was not vain. It will not put him to shame. Now, dear saints, this, uh, I really need to wrap up here. I've been uh, spending too long. I'd like to read this simple footnote on this word tribulation in Romans um, uh, 5.3 to you. Just listen to me. Tribulations are part of the 
all things in Romans 8.28. You know, all things work together. That God calls us to work together for good that we might be sanctified, transformed, and conformed to the image of his Son who has entered into glory. Because of this, we can receive tribulations as, listen to this, as the sweet visitation and incarnation of grace. That's what Brother Lee said, consider tribulation. He didn't consider it something terrible, something bad, but the sweet visitation and incarnation of grace, and thereby boast in them, boast in them. Through tribulations, the killing effect of the cross of Christ on our natural being is applied in us by the Holy Spirit, making the way, making the way for God of resur- the God of resurrection to add himself to us. I rather would say this little footnote is a condensation of the book of Job if you get this footnote. So this afternoon, go to this footnote and pray and reflect and muse on it. You will receive much sweet help. Now, the last thing, sorry, brothers, I know I'm over time. I want to give you an encouragement, an encouragement. In our passing through these things uh, of trials, of tribulation, of suffering, how we can be encouraged. Just from one chapter of Romans. This is also Romans, chapter 15. Chapter 15. In this chapter, God is described in a particular way four times. Four times. And this is very, very relevant to meeting our need while we are suffering. While we're going through this process. While we're being stripped and consumed, God comes to us. God is present in a particular way. So let me just read to you verse 5, chapter 15. Now, the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind toward one another, according to Christ Jesus. I want you to pay attention to these two Description, these two names of God. Number one, the God of endurance. And number two, the God of encouragement. I will tell you, without this God, Watchman Nee would not have gone through 20 years. A lot of prisoners, they just kill themselves rather than endure. But listen, the God of endurance was with him. You know, these are very Pauline expressions. In other places, you find God of love, uh, the God of comfort, which I'm not covering today. I'm just covering what is in this chapter, chapter 15. Very Pauline, very, very wonderful. You know, when you say God of endurance, that means God as endurance. God as endurance. Now, the God of endurance and the God of encouragement be with you. Grant you the endurance you need. Grant us the encouragement we need. 
encouragement is needed when we're in despair, when we feel hopeless, to to inspire us with a another spirit with hope. Am I right? Um, <clears throat> this is encouragement. Our God, brothers and sisters, is the God of encouragement. Now, in verse 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. The God of hope. Dearest brothers and sisters, what is hope? Hope is God. He, his name is the God of hope. In these pandemic days, it's late, like, when will this end? You know, well, I tell you, there is hope. Our hope is not in the vaccine, all right? Our hope is not on the uh, 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 politicians. Our hope is not in this policy or that. Our real hope is God. The God of hope is in us and with us, brothers and sisters. Lastly, verse 33, the last verse in this chapter. Now the God of peace be with you all. What is this God of peace? The same God of peace that will what? That will garrison our mind when we pray in Philippians. The very God of peace that will crush Satan under our feet shortly. In chapter 16 of Romans, this God of peace be with you all. Amen. The real peace, brothers and sisters, is nothing than our God. So I end here. And I end here. May the God of endurance, the God of encouragement, the God of hope, and the God of peace be with the church in Irvine. Amen. Every saint, every couple, every family. Amen. I stop here. Amen.